And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. So I guess the question is, um, what do we do about these, I guess these, not perceived, these, I feel like these clear um, roles that men and women have within I guess the church or as, as like this whole thing where men are seen to be as leaders, which is a pretty strong, I feel like that's a very strong theme. Um, I guess for, for Paul and his letters, um, like what do we, what do we do with that? In, in, in comparison to that, we're reading about that in the Bible and then looking back into the history of the church and seeing female preachers, like what happened? <laughs> Like, why did he say those things? I mean, if it's, if I mean, if, history. if, if, okay, so, but maybe, okay, so I'm thinking like we're reading Paul's uh, text and we're reading it and, 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 and our interpretation or other people's interpretation is states as, okay, so only men can be leaders of the church. So therefore they can only be, men can only be pastors. But then I guess, I guess like when we look back and you're saying like there are preachers and teachers who are women in church history, like what what were their contexts in the culture of that time? And how could they have come to a um, point where they could be leaders and teachers of churches? <laughs> um, because I, think, I feel like that's like one of the main debate because I'm oh, not the main debate. It's just one of the big things that I guess the more conservative side versus the people who think female pastors are okay. Cause like, I don't know, I guess like for people, I guess for people who are for female pastors, like are we bypassing the, 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 the doctrine or just the beliefs or the things that Paul brings up about men, like leaders have to be men? Are we just like just just not acknowledging it, or is is there an interpretation that states that um, an interpretation or an, a context that we don't know that explains as to why Paul was speaking that only men can really be leaders? And if we but going now into our cultural context now that if we apply those same I guess ideas and thoughts um, to nowadays, it's okay for females to be leaders and pastors. Yeah, I mean. See, one of the hardest, I mean, one of the more confusing things is now you have to bring in sort of like the relationship between men and women. Yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And then yeah. it starts to expand yeah. whatever. And it, it is interesting that Paul and the scriptures say that, okay, so men are supposed to be the head of the household, mm. women are supposed to be, you know, helpers and, and that sort of thing. Um, and what I've figured from that is it's more of an organizational standpoint. It's more about logistics than anything, right? You got two people that are butting heads against each other. You kind of need one person to, to, to say, okay, this is because you're not always going to come to a consensus. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just need one person to take the lead. Having said that, okay, in those same passages, right, you have Paul saying, hey, look, if you're the man, the decisions that you make have to be for the benefit of your wife. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're deciding, it's because you're protecting them, and you're you're protecting, and you're and you're you're bringing them to a place that it's that that it's better. And so, you know, um, as the man, you as the leader, right? Um, I feel people get kind of lost in that, saying, "Oh yeah, there's power, there's glory because you're the head. Therefore, you know, you're greater." But the idea of, well, number one, you know, if you're going to be great in the kingdom of heaven, you have to be the servant. Mm-hmm. And number two, if you are the if you are the head of the household, your your decisions have to serve the needs of, yeah. you know, your better half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not supposed to be necessarily, a, you know, to your ability to abuse it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And hoard it and hoard that power for yourself. 
right? And the way that I think of it, if they're calling, if they're calling med the, uh, males or men the head, right? It's still attached to a body. Now, if you hurt the body, right? You as a head, you 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 as the head, it's going to register pain. It's going to re- register suffering. Mm-hmm. And so, if you if you see pain and suffering coming at you. The decisions that you make in your brain is to get out of the way so that your body doesn't get hurt. Because if that gets hurt, you get hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? And we talk about, you know, sort of like in Genesis, how men and women, or, or um, the husband and the wife, they join together. They're basically one body. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and so, you know, when you're bringing that, I feel that when when church leaders bring that into this discussion, right, they're taking that and putting it um, as sort of the, the foundation of why we should not have women leaders, women pastors, women pastors that are that are ordained. Mm. And I'm wondering, is there like for for either of us, is there anything that a pastor does that should be gender specific? Because then that would lead credence to, oh, we should have women and we should have men pastors. Sure. Right? So let's, I mean, is there anything that you can think of that's gender specific for a pastor? Yeah. I mean, Mm. I really just feel like it's, I mean, I don't know if it's just because like this is just how I've grown up thinking, but it's really just like... It's the same as a man in a marriage, you know? And so, like, those kind of, like, just like what you were saying, right? Like, that is why, like, the man is, like, the leader and then the woman's, like, the helper and all of that. So, like, in the same way, it's, like, I feel like the church body is the body, right? And then if, in, like, the same way, like, the the pastor who would be like a man, for example, would be, you know, like to like care for the flock, which is like the rest of the body. And again, like the same thing, like if the body is hurting, then it's the same thing. Like the responsibility falls on the man. And again, it's the same thing. Like, it's not like, oh, this is because like you're so much more powerful or men are just so much more intelligent or whatever. Like we're all intelligent. We're all smart. <laughs> we like, like to think so. That we, is we not, like to think so. We're hoping that. Um. <laughs> intelligence is not a gender specific thing. Like we can all be smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, what was I going? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's just, but maybe, but maybe I also don't have like a really clear grasp of what it means to be like a husband of a household. You know, but I always just view it as like the same. Mm. But I don't know if it's like, is that is it incorrect to view um, like the leader, like the role of a man in a relationship? Like, is it incorrect to see to say that it's like the same, you know, like a a male, a, a men's a man's responsibility in like a family versus a man's responsibility, like in a church, like it's. Because I just always oh, see it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I was going to say, just like, just speaking on that, because like that, that, uh, that example of, not even an example, like the, the fact that Jesus is the groom, so the head of right. the body, which is the church, right? And I guess within the church, if we say that a pastor is the quote unquote head of the church, I feel like that's incorrect to say. Because yeah. we know that Je- it, like, it, cl- it clearly mm-hmm. states that Jesus is the head of the church. Yeah. So if I, I to me my my um, thought process is us as a church, we are just the body of Christ, right? right. We are just the quote unquote bride in this whole yeah um, concept, right? So to have a pastor, overseer, elder, whatever type role within the body, it doesn't replace it. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't replace Jesus as the the groom or the head of the church. It's mm-hmm. kind of just like we we are all within this realm of the body, essentially. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No one's on top. No one's on top in terms of. So there's no overseer. 
not like not not like overseer as as in Jesus groom yeah. as head. Because yeah. I think I think in I think I think maybe the the uh, people equate like when you say when you hear overseer, that equals to head of the yeah. body, but which I don't think that is. That's it, because I think we see Jesus as head of the church, which is the body, and us people here on earth, the body. The body of Christ, the church itself, is within its own contained self, mm-hmm. and an overseer can just be anyone. <laughs> right. Okay. So it's completely yeah. different than a marriage, then. Yes. Because in a marriage, a man is no. a man is the Sorry. husband. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> the, the relationship between we like the thing. We like the thing. <laughs> yeah. So the relationship between the church and Jesus is the picture of a husband and a wife right right so when you say there's a pastor it's incorrect to say that headship of man and on top of the church Mm. is theological because then you're removing there's like that middle person between that relationship Mm. between (laughs) the husband which is jesus and the church Mm -hmm. so you're saying that the picture, the everyday picture of marriage would be someone has to be <laughs> the middle to lead the wife. Right. <laughs> there has to be between a yeah, it has to be a neck. Like there has to be that means like because if you if you see the church in that way, I mean see the pastor in that view, yeah, as you're saying, like Mark, you're saying like there needs to be someone in between the husband and wife to lead the wife to uh, the husband. Yeah. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. And, yeah. and that's why I don't think you can, when people talk about that, um, when they say Jesus is, is the, like that whole husband and wife, Jesus, groom, and body of Christ is the bride. We can't attach that to the organization of the church and as the roles of overseer, uh, elder, yeah. pastor of the church. Yeah. And the body of Christ should be different from that picture of the church as a bride and mm. Jesus as the groom. Because then, because if you don't separate it, then we're pretty much pl- replacing Jesus with the idol of a pastor. Yes, yeah. and, and that's it in, in, in that like view. But we're like we're we're really we're not we're not. Yeah, yeah. People aren't acting that way. But those are yeah. But those, but are, two, those yeah, are different two concepts. different concepts and two different yeah. pictures that have gotten mixed up. And I yeah. feel that the way we've gotten here, because you know, the metaphors that are putting in there, <laughs> even just talking it as it right now, it's just confusing me. It is. To like no end. <laughs> and I feel the way that we've gotten here is that we've, is that people that have, have, have used those passages have also brought in this idea uh, or brought in the concept that, that uh, Jesus is the shepherd of the flock. Right, another mm-hmm. metaphor. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then pastors are shepherds of those flock, right? right? And he talks to Peter and says, "Hey, take care of my sheep." Right. Yep. And Makes so how, somehow we've extrapolated that, put that towards well, if Jesus is the shepherd, he's also the head. Therefore, you know, <laughs> it's just all these overlapping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the shepherd as well. Therefore, we must be the head as well. And we've kind of, kind of somehow put it together, even though it really doesn't make sense. Right. So it become like a mismatch so, of theology and they theological concepts. Put, and they shouldn't have put those two. T- even though even though those two concepts come uh, are are mentioned in the same passage of of Christ being the head of the church, mm-hmm. man being head of the house. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should have put them together. Right. In that in this context. Come on. And that's Paul. how we've gotten that's how we got into trouble. Hey. Cancel Paul. With, I'm joking, I'm joking. Don't cancel Paul. Right. And we've and that's why every time I hear that particular passage, it's weak at best in terms of we shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Right? Now I I will say that when I ask you the question, is there anything that's gender specific that's meant for, you know, um, for a pastor, if there are gender-specific things that they need to do, I don't think that's there either, mm-hmm. right? Which kind of goes against maybe, a, you know, women's ordination takes a shot against that because, well, if you don't need a woman, because I, I think that at least from where I, I, I was sort of um, involved, or not involved, but introduced to sort of like the arguments that are there, those that are proponent, proponents of women ordination says, 
we have women in the church, therefore we need women pastors to meet with the, the, the issues of women. Mm-hmm. And you have men, then you have like whatever. But then uh, the way that I see that the role of the pastor, those aren't necessarily gender specific. And in the situations where you you need a little bit more, what's the word that I'm looking for? I'm not looking, I'm not saying cover. Because I think the only thing that I'm really think of thinking of is when a pastor has to visit a female, mm-hmm. right? Uh, as a home visitation, whatever thing, to, to see how they are, you bring a female along with you, right? To deal with, you know, to, for protection so that the mm-hmm. things don't get out of hand. You know, mm-hmm. somebody doesn't say one thing happened or another. Yeah. Um, but also that there's another person there that has sort of the perspective, you know, of the person that you are, that you're, that you're ministering to. So I feel that there are ways around it, meaning to say that, you know, in other words, um, because there isn't any gender-specific, you know, um, activities that fall under, under a pastor, I don't see why it has to be a man, and I don't see why it shouldn't be a woman. Sure. Because I think we all can agree there are some there are there are females out there that are really strong leaders. Yeah, for sure. And that can handle, you know, that can handle. Sh- uh, that can handle um, leading a group of people uh, in just about in any you know in any situation. We see that in the business world. We can see that in the church as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like the abilities, I don't know if I if I would say that that men outright have that dominance that they alone can handle and lead a church. In our own mm-hmm. denom- in our like I said, going back in our own denomination, we know that's not true. But don't you think there's like more and more need for women pastors? Like, let's say, in light of all the allegations and all the things that have been proven to be true in terms of pastor abuses and, um, say, Ravi, right? Ravi Zacharias. Mm-hmm. Isn't there more need that's, you know, more and more prominent now that maybe we do need a female pastor and maybe not a sole female pastor of a church alone, but a female pastor that runs a church with a male pastor. Yeah. Can we not just go back to the old new Testament so that, you know, when a woman needs to seek counsel, she can just go to the the female pastor. pastor, Right. And then because when, when you say you, you gave the picture of, you know, a a male pastor going to visiting a female, like a, a female member. And then he brings along, so like some another let's say woman or another person but then the the other lady that he brings is what who the wife wife but then wouldn't there be a conflict of interest if let's say there's allegations like what would the wife say right like of course the wife is gonna side with a like the husband the pastor um or you bring in a male elder with you so that there's on the like this there's a third person there right um but then there's still problems in that picture right so i think there's i think more need i think that would be an easy sort of an easy sort of um guardrail against situations like that um but i I also believe that there are ways around it and just Pastors just need body cams. Pastors just need body cams. Body cams. Body cams. (laughs) Just to see what's going on there and stuff. But yeah, I mean... Surveillance, baby. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's ways around it. What I'm saying is that even in our day and age where there are, you know, sort of um, abuses of men in power to women that are under, like, that are following them. Mm. I would also harbor to say that there are, <laughs> there are women teachers in our schools that get in trouble because they, too, have, you know, um, delved into unnecessary and immoral sort of, like, situations mm-hmm. with their male students. Right. Sure. Right. So one way or another, it can happen because we're human. We're exactly. Sinful. And we're sinful, sinful people. Exactly. Makes sense. Um, and so I guess, like, in my thought process, yes, it, it, it seems like the natural thing for us to do in such situations, hey, let's get women pastors 
so that we can avoid those situations, you know, where women, uh, whatever. And, and I'm totally fine with that. I'm not saying that that's not um, valid. What I'm saying is that because I think there are ways around it, I, I, it takes down this notion that, that things only have to be because of, uh, it has to be a man. Mm-hmm. Because only men can do these things. Mm. That's my my overall sort of point is that because there aren't gender specific positions and things that you have to do, I don't see why it should only be men and why it cannot be women. That's my point. I'm not saying that that women pastors wouldn't be more beneficial in certain situations. I'm just saying I'm just saying there isn't anything that would say, hey, Men can only do these. And so, you know, therefore we should. And it kind of goes against, you know, yeah, maybe there shouldn't be women ordination based on that. I just think you shouldn't use that. If you're a proponent of women's ordination, that shouldn't be a, that shouldn't be a battleground for you. Mm, yeah. True. That shouldn't be a battleground for you because then the separate thing is like, well, it's easy for us to like separate then. Okay, so if there's just women things, uh, women to do women things, then you go back to, well, we can commission you to do those things. We don't have to ordain you to do those things. Because under these things, these are the things that you have to be ordained. It's easy for somebody, for like a group of people to say, especially if they're less than, oh, less than, um, what's the word? Um, like they just, they, they want their way. If they really want their way, they can separate it. And say, these are the things that a pastor does. These are the things that a woman can deal with. Just bring the pastor along. <laughs> right? And therefore, yeah. we can just commission you. Or we don't have to, we don't have to ordain you. Mm-hmm. Because I think, and I don't, and I, I know we don't want to say it, but it's going to come, it, it's a natural thing anyways. I think there are people that are within our churches, particularly males, Right? That just want to hold on to the power <laughs> that way. I'm just gonna say, like there are I just some that. people that whether they whether consciously or subconsciously, they mm. just want the power within the male male realm. Humans, yeah, nature, human. right? Just human nature, right? And I'm totally, you know what? And I'm totally open to the thought that hey, women's ordination should not be a thing. I'm willing to be, to have my mind changed. But just for myself, up until this point, I haven't had anybody say anything to me that is compelling enough to change it. The whole idea of men, be- of, of, of men being the, the, the head of the household and bringing that into the realm of the church, for me, that's weak at best. If, if anything, it's, it's that that should even be a thing. That yeah, should even be a two thing. Separate, um, two separate concepts. Two, yeah, different two things. separate worlds. Yeah, two separate worlds. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Right? Because you're not going to invite somebody from the church to make decisions in your home. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why are you going the other way? Mm. Right. Dang. Or even the argument that there were no women priests, right, in the Old Testament or in the Bible. Yeah. Like that that to me doesn't hold up because um priests have a very different role than a pastor. So we're not <laughs> An author said this once in a book, and he says people usually equate the pastor of today to the priest of the Bible Mm -hmm. when that is not really the case. The position in the scripture that most fits the the pastor of today would Mm -hmm. be prophets Mm. rather than priests. Because priests, there weren't, okay, maybe they preached but they're more on the service side and keeping the temple in order mm-hmm. uh, while the, the the job of the prophets were to preach mm-hmm. and to make sure that the flock is you know peop God's people are following and you know following God's laws and all that mm-hmm. while the priests were just in the temple. <laughs> Temple busybodies. <laughs> <laughs> Temple busybodies. At least that's the way I see it, and that's the way that the author mentioned it. Yeah. So it's just 
there were no women pastors okay but then like even the if you want to go into that direction of women as priests there, there were no priests that were women in the scriptures but there's also no no one else that were priests that were outside of Aaron's lineage so if you bring that argument into the equation the equation for today who is in Aaron's lineage <laughs> Ancestry.com Ancestry.com There's no one Like Hardly percent. So If you go in that direction That doesn't really hold up Because There were also other uh, Factors To being a priest um, And to being um, A person who Is part of You know Keeping the temple together As that title says Priest Um, You can't have any diseases you can't have any you know deformities in your body um you have to be a levite who's a levite now <laughs> that's <laughs> so i i don't know it's just those arguments to me like don't hold up mm-hmm. um what i think holds up it okay for me not for other people maybe but like what i think is that you know, the Bible only gives an incomplete picture in terms of roles of men and women um, because it wasn't designed to, it wasn't designed to um, tell people how a church is to be run today, right? The Apostle Paul had his context and had um, a specific, yes, he told people how to run the church in that day. And we can take principles from that. But I think that, you know, it's to me, that's incomplete. Like, it's not really like there's so much more things that are prevalent today that the Bible doesn't talk about. Right. So um, when we say. We, women can't be pastors because there were no women priests in the Old Testament or because Paul said this. But we're ignoring the the fact that, you know, the scripture is the scripture is like a whole story um, of I said it last episode it's, or maybe two episodes ago It's not a static thing. It's like it accounts for growth mm-hmm. and where God is leading us. And there are points in the New Testament, even in the New Testament, when, you know, when the apostles said you shouldn't eat meats offered to idols, mm-hmm. right? At that time. And then Paul later on says what? Yeah, you can eat meat that are offered in idols, offered to idols. It's just that you can't, you can't um, let your bro- weaker brother see you doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think what got to me is just like the growth that the scriptures paint mm-hmm. and the way that God deals with his people is just like in a traje- trajectory of, you know, it's not a static thing, right? Mm-hmm. So like right now, how is the Holy Spirit leading the church? Uh, we can look to the scriptures as for examples and for principles, but you know, it goes back to proof texting. Like people now <laughs> go into proof texting. Like, hey, the Bible is, says this and doesn't say anything about women pastors. So, mm-hmm. but that's not really the healthiest way of reading the scriptures, right? So, that's just an uh, act of presentism at work in that sense, right? No, <laughs> right? Because, like, I, yeah, I think that what well, you were saying, like, it's important to, um, I guess, in living this day and age and. It's like reading the scripture and taking out the principles and the heart behind it where the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us and applying it to the situations we have now. So if I'm looking through these qualifications that um, that Paul proposes in 1 Timothy, I'm not just proof texting it and just reading it word for word and be like, okay, it has to be this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. How can we read, read that, interpret that, and take the heart of 
the principles behind what Paul is saying and apply those to the day, the, the here and now in terms of overseers, pastors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because it doesn't make sense because this is a totally different, like Paul is totally, totally talking to a different culture of people with different set of rules and different cultural norms, which are totally different than ours. Yeah. So I don't think it's fair for us to even use it as a proof text and apply those to apply these things straight straight onto our lives when things are totally different now. It is. Um, mm. And I will say, though, um, as a kind of derailment of our conversation. Derailment? Is that we can take this to the other the other extreme. Where are you taking us? Well, I mean, you can take it. You can take that principle to the other extreme and say, well, you know, the context doesn't matter because they had, you know, in Paul's time in the ancient Near East, it's a different con- uh, a different uh, context than we have, a different culture than we have. So therefore, what is said in the Bible is no, you know, it doesn't apply for us. Apply mm. to us. We only yeah. pick and choose. Right. What you know, and we get a danger there. So if you go go too far to the left, you fall off. You go too far to the right, you fall off. Right. True. Um, and so, you know, once again, we all, mm. you know so we we take a sort of like a balanced view of this. And Hopefully, kind of use your head. Yeah, you and use your head. Reason together. That's why you guys are listening to us. Right? <laughs> Help you to inform your thought process. You know, and 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 dealing with issues that maybe we don't necessarily deal with, you know, on a regular basis in your church. Um, Mm. And so, you know, going back to our topic, I will say, though, I I wanted to say that there have been, I I know, uh, women pastors, or not women pastors, but females, at least in my seminary, not in seminary, but there are women leaders that sort of go along they support the idea that women should not be ordained. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I want to say that because, you know, not every male leader wants to hold on to power if they don't want women ordination. So I want to get that out there <laughs> before I start to get emails and tweets and texts saying oh, whatever I hear. Pastor Allen, what I know, are you heretic. Just, you know, I can't say that. That's a strong word, man. I know. Mm. <laughs> and they will use it. Uh, so... <laughs> I just wanted to get that that out there that you know there are some well like as I as I said there are some well-meaning people that want to follow what the scriptures say. Yeah. Which is the heart of it all I think for all of us as followers of Christ, right? Right. And that's what we want to do. We want to follow, you know, the oh, the word of God um, you know, it, as directing our lives and directing the way that the church should go because, you know, uh we we are here commissioned by God to spread His, um, to spread His message, and to touch people that are around us in the way that God wants to reach to them, mm-hmm. right? So that's our that's our dealing uh, with that. You know, it's just that, you know, what's the interpretation of the scripture, and that's where we we kind of fall into like issues like, hey, we don't see any women being ordained. We don't see any women leaders in the church in the in the scriptures. Therefore, there shouldn't be, and that goes back to the idea that there are there are two kind of camps where if it's not in the Bible, it's not valid. Yep. And other parts where another another and the other view where if it's not said in the Bible, let's look at the principles. Mm. Right, and it, you know if it's it's free, you know it's free game. Right. And so, you know, we have to go back into, well, let's come reason together. And for me, at this point, and I'm not, you know, I'm not belittling those that, or besmirching those that say women ordination should not be there. I'm just saying, for me, no one has come up with a convincing argument (laughs) that's strong enough to say there shouldn't be women pastors that are ordained. I just don't. I just don't have it. You heard it here first. Speaking on behalf of all the people, can reach you. My email is <laughs> no, the so Chronicles Podcast I guess, at gmail.com. I guess the question now is: How could the church stay united despite having different views of this issue? Because somehow, like we. 
there's a message out there that if you follow a certain doctrine or you follow a certain side to this issue, then you're being divisive or you're not being you're not promoting unity within the church. Um, so can the church be united even though there's different sides to this issue or like people who fall in different spectrum in this issue <laughs> and if if the church can be united can be united how do we get there well the, I, oh, I guess the question, question for me is like how big of how big a deal do you want to make this i mean in my head mm-hmm. all these <laughs> All the, for everything for all these like different arguments and talks about these things, it, for me it kind of just boils down. Oh, hang on, kind of like for me personally, I don't know if it's, if I'm right or wrong. I hope to think I'm right. It's like it, for me it boils down to like a salvation question, following Jesus question type thing. Like if this is gonna wreck my salvation, <laughs> which I don't think it was, then I don't think it should be. Um, I don't think we have to be so hard on it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I think we can be respectful and understanding. Oh, well, I like the hope to think people can be respectful and understanding of each other's views and, mm-hmm. and be like, if I, if I'm a person who doesn't agree with like female, like female pastors, I'm not going to go to different churches and start yelling at people, you know, different churches and making exclamations of like, Hey, stop preaching. You're feeling you're not allowed to preach. I'm pretty sure that's the way a church. Be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> you. Talk to your husband. That's it. Like, I, I, I like to think that as, as Christians, no matter what side you fall on, that we would be trying to be more divisive or trying to just really tear people down for what they believe in whether or not it's a female pastor or not like i'm pretty sure if you are if you don't believe that females would be pastors i'm pretty sure you won't be going to a church where female pastors are a thing right. like it, i think i think it's okay for us to be separate like i really think it's okay yeah like if we were all together in one big church like can you imagine yes. that that'd be, a, that'd be the biggest hot mess i've ever <laughs> seen Right, I think we can be united in the message of of who Jesus was, what he's came, what he's come to do in the gospel. We can be united in that. I think we can always be united in that front. But female pastors, mm. male pastors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, just, just, just in this conversation, just don't. If you don't think of one, if you think one way, don't just continue with that. And if you don't, then no. Oh, but you know why did I think also think? I think it's nice to have dialogue. I think dialogue is great. Mm-hmm. I think because we were stuck in an echo chamber where like you're just stuck with people who believe one way mm-hmm. isn't healthy because I think that's what, that's what exactly what we're doing now. Right. And I think that's also important within uh, the, I guess like the unity of the church, like not, not unified in belief, but being united in the central message of who Jesus is, but also not being stuck in the echo chamber and being able to uh, reason together. Reason together. Maybe we should change our podcast. Maybe, maybe we should have like a devil's advocate together. sort of like role in in like, church. Well, no, I meant like well, in this group. Yeah, in this group. Well, I mean, like it, for certain things like this. I mean, because I think it would be healthy for us to at least find, at least you know, take take the arguments from an opposing side, you know, to its to its furthest point. Right? Of course. That way, maybe we can guard a little bit against an echo chamber because it kind of sounds like, and I know I've been doing a lot of talking, so I hope that's not <laughs> what happened here. But, you know, I mean, if we've got any kind of rationale why it yeah. shouldn't happen, does anybody think of one? Like, I, I know you mentioned that uh, there's sort of the leadership qualities that are 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 there within the home and then you know that kind of mm-hmm. extrapolates that to a, a little bit to into uh just i guess into the church into the church well i guess paul talks about it like he says it like one of the qualifications like, well qualifications like if you can't 
as a male, as a husband, so he's going down this path where your husband, you should be a leader. If you can't take a hold of, if you can't lead your household, how can you lead, like, I guess, like this body, lead the church, right? Yeah. You can go down to, like, I can see who are, so that's where Paul's going down that road where that role as a husband in being a male in that sense. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'm going to admit something. I what? hope I don't get in trouble for it. Okay. Um, so I've, Uh-oh. so I find it easier to track, to track what a male is saying, a male preacher who is saying, um, than a female preacher. Not to say that <laughs> there what? isn't anything, that, not to say that, <laughs> don't um, get us canceled. Yeah, I know we're going to get canceled, gonna canceled again. I, that's not to say that, that when a woman preaches that, um, you know, I, I'm not able to follow them. I find that actually, I find that 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 women preachers tend to be a lot more organized in their thought. Right? So organized. Uh, I'm just saying that I, you know, uh, whether it is a fault of mine, and I'm fully aware that it could be, <laughs> that I that I find myself being a little bit more uh, like it's easier for it's easier for me to like get into you. Know, uh, what a male is saying than sometimes what a female is saying. Oh, That's you're not, getting canceled. I am getting canceled. <laughs> that is not to say that I that I don't do that because there are some there are some uh, women preachers that um, that I listen to highly engaging online that that I that I respect that I that I listen to that I feel that are 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 spoken uh, that God speaks through them. Sure. Right. So I'm not nullifying. <laughs> The women's. I'm just saying, as a person, as as a person, it's it's almost like a natural thing for me, whether for good or for bad. And I'm thinking right now, this is a bad idea. Maybe it is. Questionable. Questionable. That it is. I mean, that's just a fault of mine, right? I don't see any reason why it should be that way. That that I should find it that way. I just do. Just like I I I have a hard time finding female comedians, like funny. <laughs> I don't know how that like kind of I will say that I will say that Ellen DeGeneres in the earlier parts I found like extremely funny and whatever but like <laughs> I said Rebel Wilson no not really she, she's more like the shock value oh, okay. than anything so <laughs> than anything but there are some but I, I'm just saying like like um, I, and I don't know if it's opposite for for females that's the point I'm getting to. To be a female to is, bring in. Well, that's why I'm trying to <laughs> take use of the female aspect of it. Is it is it easier for a female to lock into what a female preacher is saying than a man? And maybe it's just because, uh, maybe because you're like we hardly come into contact. I mean, it's very few and far between that we would listen to female right. pastors preachers. So let me ask you the question: Do you find that sometimes? A lot of times, it's easier to track what a woman is saying than a man, or is it just you're so used to listening to a man preach yeah, that it doesn't I make a difference? I don't really have like a big enough um, sample size. Sample, sample size. size. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Maybe I mean, you... I think at the end of the day, I don't even think it matters to me. Like, as long as someone's engaging, I, I really don't. I don't even have any sort of like preference <laughs> Yo. yeah i don't know it's the issue i mean like i've like spoken and, and okay this is the thing maybe it's a fault but like do i even listen to sermons that often not really to be honest i mean <laughs> so i mean i mean i listen to like teachers i mean like people who like um speak about certain topics i mean of course like women would be more well-versed about speaking about more, like, female, female issues, issues yeah, of course. Sure. Like, if a guy was speaking about that, then, like, like, do you know what you're talking about? Yeah, I would think so, so. <laughs> sort of like our podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you talking about us? No! Oh, my gosh. L-O-L. No, no, no. <laughs> but, like, but I'm just saying, like, I think, I mean, I, I don't really think I have, it, it depends on the, I mean, if it's a Bible teaching, I don't know. I, it really just depends on the person. Yeah. I don't have like a, 
thing, but I don't know if I agree with your your uh, your your opinion here. <laughs> Just because I just really I think it depends on whether you're whether or not you're actually interested in listening, and you're interested in the topic. Okay, so like I like um like I I went to nursing school right and like professions run by females right. All my professors are mostly females right. Bro, but, I but was I interested? Like in in topics I was interested in. Oh, actually, I'm I'm listening, paying attention. Um, but things I'm not interested in, I'm not paying attention. Like, and they're all female. Like, and then when I go to like church, maybe because I'm actually interested in theological things, I don't care. To me, like, if it's a man, male, or female, I'm always willing to listen and be attentive because it's something I'm actually interested in. Mm. So I don't know if I agree with like the whole. No, I'm just saying for me, for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, personal thing, it's a personal thing, thing. right? And I, I don't see, I don't, I don't see why I should be that way. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. Maybe just maybe maybe just part of, part of that human, fallen human nature, nature fallen nature, nature, man. Maybe just because you gotta <laughs> maybe, you gotta give it that up. Maybe you gotta give that up to, to the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I maybe maybe you some sacrifice. Do we need to lay some hands on you? Not even. <laughs> Start not even hey, hey, you all know. Wait, wait, hold on. You all know. Okay. Anytime you ask me if we were if I have to do anything, what do I say? I have to ask who. I have to ask the boss. Boss, boss. You have to ask the boss first. Boss, right? Because that's who I listen to. You know, other than God, that's who I listen to above all else. Yeah, 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 above all else. Second, (laughs) right? So, and and like I said, it's not that I don't listen. I just find that I have to take a little bit more energy or a little bit more focus. Right. Right. To hey. get into what they're saying. Hey, if anything, that's you being Christ-like, you know? It's you really laying down, like, your energy, laying down your 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 human nature and your human mm-hmm. tendency to not listen. And you're really putting yourself forward to actually listen. There you go. There you go. There so you go. maybe you're... Maybe you actually do something right. <laughs> you're actually not canceled. Yes, you're not canceled. Well, it's too late. They already stopped the podcast at this point. <laughs> yeah, they already canceled it. So every, if you're still listening, thank you very much. Thank you for giving me the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. That's what this podcast is all about. We're all here to listen and uh, <laughs> understand all points of view, even if we think it's not the right point of view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. We can disagree, and it's okay to disagree. It's okay to disagree. I think it's okay, it's okay to disagree and just not tear people apart <laughs> yeah like, yeah that, i think that that's the big you thing. would hope uh, i i tried actually am i i think it's a book and do i like tear people down no who, who, this is what i disagree with i thought that was like no. you're you struggle with the total opposite like you can't like tell people like that you disagree maybe with no, it's inner it's it's, it's, it's a, maybe it's an inner dialogue thing maybe <laughs> and maybe, oh, maybe I need to go to the Holy Spirit. Kind of <laughs> so you need to give up. <laughs> Something I got to give up. But yeah. I think what you what you said before is dialogue, right? Like the importance mm. of having discourse and just talking about it, even if you disagree. It's just mm-hmm. you know we're all Ted Lasso fans here, right? <sighs> so second most Christ I have in the world. <laughs> If you haven't watched Ted Lasso, whoever's listening, you you should definitely watch it. But anyways, like when he was, there's that one episode where you know it struck me what he said is like people are often judgmental and not curious. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. So they they judge first rather than ask right. questions. Yeah. So it's like you know what Ted Lasso is like. You know what? It would be better if people were more curious rather than judgmental Mm -hmm. because that's when discussion happens that's when we get to know each other that's Mm -hmm. when um there's more tolerance for other people's views is when you know we go into conversations with a spirit of i want to learn something from you and i want to learn something from other points of view um rather than my own uh, because maybe you know the Holy Spirit will, can tell me something from you, and that's I think that's the importance of community, mm-hmm. and that's the importance of having people around us. Like we don't have to dis- to agree with everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Although that's my personal weakness, I tend to just like <laughs> agree. <laughs> you know, right. No conflict. Nines. Um, co- we just conflict everyone. <laughs> conflict avoidance. I think but I know that's me. I know that's you. I know that's you. I'm, eh. 
Um, yeah. No, you don't have to. <laughs> you, don't, oh, you don't have to say. You don't have to agree just because whatever. But it's yeah, um, we don't have to agree on all fronts. But what you said, Billy, is just like what we do agree upon is the most important things, the most fundamental things, which is what the gospel mm. and um, agreeing on Jesus and love and um the mission of reaching others like mm-hmm. that's how we can be united and mm-hmm. maybe we have all these peripheral views uh peripheral beliefs that you know we can really lay aside that. for the sake of love and like mm-hmm. i think that's the most important thing with unity is if there's love in the midst of disagreement yeah right um, and if we can move forward as a church, even though we don't 100% believe the way that the person next to me believes. Right. So. Beautiful. Beautiful. So can women be pastors? <laughs> uh, for me, yes. What about you guys? Well, we're just going to lay it out on the table. Let's go around the table. Put them on the spot. Clockwise or counterclockwise. But I also see why others might say no. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm still kind of, like, undecided. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm just kind of like, I don't know. But you know what? That's kind of just, like, me, my personality for almost everything. <laughs> it's just like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Like, I see both sides. And can I pick one? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of topics like that for me. Yeah, it's just so, like so whenever, whenever someone asks me, he's like, I'm still processing through it. Right. Yeah. And it's, a, it's totally like a lifelong thing yeah. that mm. we just kind of learn. Oh, man. For me, it's, I feel like it's just, yo, it depends on the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Wow. I'm joking. I think, again, uh, to me, it feels fluid in the sense that, Again, like always listening and learning, right? Again, always listening, having discourse like with other people and what they believe because like, oh, it can move the needle a bit left or a bit right. And that's, that's what I mean by the end of the day. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, and I said that kind of the spoiler thing oh, in the yeah, beginning. I'm going to say yes. I, uh, right now, the needle's yes for me. <laughs> For today, right now, today, tomorrow, I don't know. If I talk to someone, they might change my mind. It might move a little bit somewhere else. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, I think if somebody, I'm I'm willing, I'm willing and open to be, to have my mind changed on women's ordination, that it shouldn't be there. Uh, But as it stands right now, all the arguments that that are being put forth, I don't see a reason why they cannot. Mm -hmm. So, you know. For me, women's ordination, I think, is okay. I'm willing to, to have my mind changed. And up until this point, no one has really brought together like a cogent, really mm-hmm. strong argument against why they shouldn't. Right? Mm-hmm. So. All right. I think that ends our discussions for tonight. They begin with uh, our belief statement now. On our, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the prodigals believe that. that. <laughs> well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at the prodigals project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and a review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful and join us again next week for another episode of The Prodigal's Podcast.